This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville says that the placement of the U.S. Space Force headquarters is set to come to Huntsville. Tuberville released that statement based off of a report coming from the Inspector General for the Department of Defense. Tuberville says the decision is rock solid that SpaceCom should be in northern Alabama. The IG was tasked with looking into the process by which the Air Force selected the new location for the SpaceCom headquarters. That IG determined in his report that Redstone Arsenal is the best home after he conducted an audit of the work that was done in the selection process. The report states that the Air Force complied with the law and objective factors in this decision-making process. More details are coming out after an escaped Alabama inmate and his accomplice are found and arrested in Indiana. The corrections officer, Vicki White, who helped inmate Casey White get out, is now dead from what appears to be a self-inflicted gunshot wound. That occurred when Evansville police spotted Officer White and inmate Casey White in a vehicle that had been previously seen on a surveillance video at a car wash. Vanderburg County Sheriff Dave Wedding says based on the amount of firearms and ammunition that was found inside the vehicle that they chased down, Casey White was planning a shootout. There were at least four handguns, semi-automatics, nine millimeters, and this is known as AR-15, which shoots a 223 caliber round. So any one of these weapons could have been used to ambush our officers while they were attempting to capture a murder suspect. The police chase of Casey's vehicle came to an end with police ramming the car off the road and it overturning. Police Chief Wedding says this maneuver probably saved the lives of his officers from a potential shootout. Casey White will be extradited back to Alabama. Lauderdale County Sheriff Rick Singleton says he won't be coming to the facility where Vicki White worked and developed a relationship with him. He's not getting out of this jail again. I'll assure you that. Four Republicans who are now running in the party primary to be a candidate for Secretary of State, took part in a forum this week that was sponsored by Eagle Forum. Ed Packard, Wes Allen, Jim Ziegler, and Christian Horn spoke about their qualifications and concerns over election integrity in the state. Packard is pushing for audits after every election. He says that Alabama is only one of six states that does not permit a post-election audit. Packard says he's also committed to keeping voting machines disconnected from the Internet and supports public scrutiny of those voting machines. He believes that penalties for voter fraud should also be increased. Wes Allen has promised to remove the state from any connection with ERIC. That stands for Electronic Registration Information Center. Allen says that group is Democrat-controlled and in the past funded by billionaire socialist George Soros. Allen will not renew any contracts that Alabama has with that group called ERIC. He's also highly critical of absentee voting and mass mail-in ballots, saying we need to have an election day, not election month. Jim Ziegler says that non-citizens should not be allowed to vote and promise to protect the state election system from federalization. Ziegler is in support of random samples of voting machines and says that Alabama voter ID laws are not a form of voter suppression, as Democrats often claim. Christian Horn says that as a black man, his family saw what real voter suppression was back in 1965, and that is not the case now in 2022 with voter ID laws. Horn is also pushing for full-scale audits of voting machines and even suggested that ballots be counted by hand. 
A poll that was conducted back in March by 1819 News showed that almost half of Republican voters were still undecided on which candidate they would vote for in this race. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the Biden administration seems unlikely to call off any protests that are currently happening at the homes of Supreme Court justices. The protests come in the wake of a leaked draft opinion that suggests an overthrow of Roe v. Wade and abortion on a national level. The addresses of the justices' homes were released to pro-abortion advocates for them to gather and make themselves heard. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says, That's okay as long as it doesn't involve violence. Well, I would say that we have been clear, and the president's position has long been, that we should not see protest that takes the form of violence, that takes the form of vandalism, um, and that threatens anyone. Um, That has long been his position for his entire uh, career and continues to be his position. Federal law actually prohibits a protest outside of the private residence of a federal judge. It classifies it as a federal crime. When it comes to this potential abortion ruling that would overturn Roe v. Wade, the Satanic Temple is now seeking to keep abortions going as a religious ritual. The group says that their rights would be violated if their religious practice of abortion is limited by the government. The Satanic Temple plans to sue the Food and Drug Administration for continued access to abortion drugs that would be used under medical supervision during their ritual abortion. The group is demanding unfettered access to these drugs without any mandatory prerequisite, such as waiting periods, mandatory viewing of sonograms, and compulsory counseling. So what is the priority right now and on the mind of the Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell when it comes to the abortion issue in the U.S. as well as the skyrocketing inflation? Well, it's the country of Ukraine. McConnell is pushing for a $40 billion package of financial aid that would use American taxpayer money to be passed in Congress and sent to that country. We all agree the most important thing going on in the world right now is the war in Ukraine. I had a chance to call the president last week and request that the Ukraine package move by itself and quickly. Congress has already approved and sent upwards of $15 billion in aid and military weaponry to the country of Ukraine. Meanwhile, gas prices in California have now hit an average of $6 per gallon. The national gas price average from AAA is at $4.37 per gallon, which is an increase of 26 cents since last month. This time last year, the average was coming in at $2.96 a gallon. When it comes to this inflation, President Joe Biden spoke about it this week, blaming it on two things. The first cause of inflation is a once in a century pandemic. Not only did it shut down our global economy, it threw the supply chains and demand completely out of whack. And this year we have a second cause, a second cause, Mr. Putin's war in Ukraine. I want uh, I want every American to know that I'm taking inflation uh, very seriously, and it's my top domestic priority. Senator Rick Scott of Florida responded to those statements made by Biden. In Joe Biden's economy, we have 8.5% inflation, which is a 40-year high. We've got the highest gas prices in the history of the country. We've got a labor participation rate that's low. We've got inflation that's going way faster than wage growth. We've got a GDP that's declining, 
Now we've got mortgage rates that are significantly up just, in, just this year. Joe Biden gave a talk this morning and blamed everybody else on inflation. He took no responsibility and has no plan. I think what all Floridians know is this president has no ability to deal with inflation. In the private sector, when you have a CEO that doesn't have the ability to deal with something, they resign. They go on and do something else. Joe Biden ought to do the exact same thing, and that's the only way we're ever going to get inflation under control in this country. Researchers at Harvard University and other institutions have issued a report on the effects of the COVID-19 lockdowns in schools, especially in comparison to other states that maintained their in-class learning and just implemented COVID-19 precautions. The report showed that learning gaps in students coming from differing economic and racial backgrounds only got bigger when remote learning was implemented. Schools that maintained in-class learning did not see the same disparity. States like Florida and Texas continued with in-class learning during the coronavirus pandemic and as such did not have such a large level of loss in academic achievement among their students. The report was a joint effort by several educational research groups along with Harvard. The study involved academic data from 2.1 million students in 10,000 schools across the U.S., Thomas Kane was part of the research and says that anyone who has been teaching by Zoom for the past two years would not be surprised at all at the findings of this research. The soon-to-be new owner of Twitter, Elon Musk, is promising the return of Donald Trump to that social media site once he has full control of the platform. Twitter imposed a ban against Trump's account back in January of 2021. Musk called that move morally wrong and flat-out stupid. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. You won't want to miss out on Phil Williams and Right Side Radio as he talks about liberalism and free speech. David has sent in, he says, um, with regards to that last conversation I think we were just having, he says, classic liberalism loved free speech and did not trust government. Leftists today really have nothing in common with classic liberalism. That is so true. That is so true. I mean, first of all, uh, yes, we call them liberals now, and that tends to mean just the opposite of what classic liberalism was defined as. I mean, truthfully, classical liberalism was really a political ideology that, that, that dealt with things like the free market and sort of a laissez-faire economics. It protected civil liberties. It believed in the rule of law. Um, that does not sound like what we call liberals nowadays, does it? I mean, what, what I basically described was in, in many ways – uh, a conservative viewpoint, at the very least, um, you know, perhaps even a, uh, a more independent uh, libertarian type viewpoint. But nonetheless, yes, um, I agree. Great tweet from David. I just hit like on it, and there it is. You can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org. If you're enjoying the daily detail, Remember, you can get those reports directly to your phone or electronic device simply by going to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and hitting the subscribe button. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 